Hey, fans, viewers, and listeners, welcome to another exciting episode of Fight Insight Podcast. Our guest for today is the first professional female Vietnamese fighter, Andy the Crazian Wen. And we will talk about our reaction to our main event of UFC 300, our Facebook friend Mark Zuckerberg's appearance at UFC 298, and a whole lot more. So, what are we waiting for? Tim, hit it! Intro. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to the Fight Insight Podcast. All right, Rain, I'm so excited. Today, our guest has seen and done it all, except for being on the Fight Insight Podcast. I think that's the only thing she has not done. Uh, Muay Thai, check. MMA, got it. Bare knuckle boxing, yep. Bare knuckle MMA, Check that one off the list too, Rain. She has seen and done it all. Why the heck not when, you're, when you've got a career like she has? 20 amateur bouts, 26 professional fights. It's crazy. She next fights in Calgary, Alberta, Canada on March 9th for the premier Canadian all-women's organization, Palace Athena Women's Fighting Championship. They just announced her opponent uh, just before we started recording this, so that's cool. But look, she's a cool person. She's a social media star from everything that people wrote in. They were so excited that we were going to have her on the podcast. So, Rain, bring her in. Please welcome Andy the Crazian. <laughs> you should be an announcer and take Bruce Buffer's place. <laughs> oh, <he's> <laughs> She's the cage announcer for Up Next Fighting in California. She's oh, already well, great. Yeah, that's good. She's right there, Andy. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Not bad, Enjoy not bad. Good. Now, when, when she that. announced your name, you didn't do the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just tired because I... I've been training. I'm sorry. No, no worries. But let me start out by saying I love that you do that every time. Like... When you do the, when the they're thing, announcing when they, me, yeah, yeah, when they say the crazy thing, people still ask, like, what does the crazy mean? I'm like, what do you think it means? Like, cran <laughs> like cranberries? No, it's a crazy yeah. Asian. <laughs> That's it. It's kind of self-explanatory. I thought. I don't know. Maybe it's not. Yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah, it's not that difficult. But uh, the the general public's getting a little bit dumber and dumber as we move along in the world, Andy. So, <laughs> I yeah. Don't know. No, that said, I didn't get I didn't get a lot of questions asking why you're called the Crasian, but I did get a million questions, which are all pretty much the same. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to Shaq Attack Lee who asked it first, but his general question was, "Does this girl age at all? What the hell is her secret?" <laughs> Andy Lynn. Yes, I do. I can feel it in my bones. I'm like tired right now. <laughs> But, yeah, my face is so young, but I can feel it. I promise you, I feel it. <laughs> There's a big difference. But, okay, but in all honesty, like I, I said before, and I didn't mean it bad, but, I, like, I've been following you for a long time. Like, you've been in this game. 20 amateur fights? Who the hell does 20 amateur fights? I don't like, know. I, it was just supposed to be a hobby. It wasn't supposed to be a career. It was just, like, you know, just something that's better than shooting pool late at night at a bar. So... <laughs> And I was, I'm, I'm a tomboy, so I, and then I got into fighting, and I just liked it a lot, all of it, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. But then, so then, okay, but then what made you then turn pro and decide it was a career? I mean, because 20 amateur fights, that's a lot. Like, I would think that your coaches are like, hey, you're going you're gonna to do this or what? 
Um, my coach was on Donnie Lee at the time, which is Andrew Lee's ex-husband was like, you need to turn pro. I was like, sure. I'll do one fight before I die. And then we did it. And it was a 110 pounds catch weight. He was like, you are Adam weight. I'm like, no, I'm not. And I was like, there's no way, but we, we did it. I can't believe I used to fight at 105. I can't do that now, of course, but, um, yeah, so that's how we started. It was because one of my coaches was like, "We need, you know, we need to turn pro." Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. And now here you are. You're 14 years into your career. Like I said, like I said off the top, you've done it all. You've done the bare knuckle boxing, which was freaking cool. You've done the bare knuckle MMA, which was even cooler. I like that. Yeah. One. I, I want to do more of that. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say because Rain, I mean. To do bare knuckle MMA, that's as as street legit as it comes. Like that's it. That's that's literally real fighting right there. Yeah. I mean that was super fun. Yeah. And so you do have plans to go back to it? Because I think people would love to continue to see it. Yes, I was talking to Dean Tool, but the girl that he had me match up with was a friend of mine, and we both agreed we didn't want that fight. Isis Verbic. So we we're like, nah. So I and then Palace Athena had uh, an opponent for me. And so then I just jumped on that one. Yeah, very cool. And I mean, like, look, you're coming up up here to Canada. So thank you so much. And Palace Athena, great organization. You fought there on their first card, I think it was, or their second card? Both. On both. Yes, that's right. Uh, I love what they do. They got the cool outfits, the cool uniforms. They've got the blue mat. Like, it's a very standout organization. How important is it for you? I mean, you've been in this game. Like I said, like a long time, you're like a pioneer of MMA, really, to have like an all-women's organization that's bringing a really good card on March 9th. So how cool is that for you? It is super cool. Um, I remember we were, I think, I, I was like the under undercard or something like that. And then the co-main, I, I guess that fight fell through and they bumped us to the co-main. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I could like, you know like put it up to par and they're like Andy is a, a pioneer I was like no don't say that ah! but I've, it's been fun um the only I don't like is the altitude but I've been training with the mask I'm actually flying in early I'm flying in March 1st so it gives me like a week over a week to get acclimated I don't know if that would help I hope it would help um that's just yeah that's about it I, I never really got to like uh go to one of their uh, sponsor bars that I wanted to try this infused beer, but Sunday flights were always like early, but this time my Sunday flights like at 8 PM. So I'll be able to be hung over if I, if I do get hangovers and stuff like that. Not like I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I didn't get to do last time. Wait, what is the beer infused with? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I've been hit a lot, so I, I can't remember. I know I got excited about it. It was, it, like, it was one of their sponsors from the last event. And I oh. know I wanted to go by there and I couldn't go by there. All right, but, all right. Because I had to catch a flight really early. No, that's cool. Well, hey, like, uh, good luck with that, whatever that drink is. And then <laughs> let us know after, because I don't know if I can get that in Canada. I've never heard of that. Like, It was like infused with something. I just can't remember. I'll let you know, though. I promise. Infused with marijuana? No. Because no, right? I don't like so marijuana. flavor then, or...? I don't can't remember. Right. <laughs> I don't want to say the wrong thing either. So that's why I'm just like, I don't know. all right, all right, that's all right, that's fine. Um, 
look, with Palace Athena, you're putting the gloves back on, right? Mm-hmm. So that's cool to go back to that. But I know you were saying that you want to go back to bare knuckle. What What is the biggest difference that you have to do, like with the training between the two? Is, is there much or no? Well, I don't ever spar bare knuckle. No, nobody would want to do that in my gym anyways. I, right. I wouldn't. But uh, you still spar with MMA gloves or like turtle shells or whatever. I just don't like the tape and gauze all in my hand and the new gloves because it's stiff. You know, it's yeah. not your old gloves and it, it goes into your hands. It doesn't fit like a glove. It's so brand new. All the gloves yeah. are new. So um, that's the only thing I don't like about wearing gloves. They don't, yeah, and, and doing bare knuckles, like your bare hands and you don't feel like there's no blood, like circulation cut off, mm-hmm. you know, when people wrap their hands and stuff like that. So I, I guess that's why I liked it. It felt free. <laughs> Did you have free. to? Con- I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's really, I, mean- I like I mean, the big thing, I guess, is that you wouldn't have to condition your hands a lot because we have a former guest of the podcast. His name's Robert Dayarne. He's fighting in Calgary um, on in March, and he's fighting for bare knuckle. They're doing like a prospect series there, and oh, our, yeah. and, our, and our former guest Jad Masan Wong. She's also head. I think she's headlining the card out there. Yeah. Um, but I've been watching videos of Robert, and he's there punching trees bare bare knuckle to get his knuckles conditioned. Like, ugh, I was like, oh no. I so punch at least rice, you... I punch beans. Okay, um, yeah. We have like a wooden little padded thing that, that you know, that some people do use. Um, but I don't go harder than that. Rice, beans, and this little wooden padded thing that they have, and that's about it. And nice. then like once it gets closer to fight because the glove is like, you know, a couple, like a, an inch or two. So your reach is a little different. So you just, it's it's shorter because it's getting to your knuckles, you know instead of having that glove. So slightly different, not that much. Yeah, yeah. And I start punching the bag more if I'm doing bare knuckle. So I start punching the bag without the gloves towards the end. Nice, nice. Well, whatever whatever it is that you do, we're excited to see you go do it. Uh, that said, I know that you've had some uh, beefs with some people that you fought. Is there anybody still on your hit list that you need to to take out of there before before you're done uh not right now no no not right now every time when there is beef though it gets exciting maybe i should just make up some beef exactly (laughs) you know like it's like that's that's when everybody tunes in and stuff they're like ah she's talking shit and or like the face off you know maybe i need to push my opponent but i feel like I feel like, you know, like a WWE-ish or something like that if I do it when it's not real. Because I don't I don't know nothing about this girl. Uh, originally, I had another girl, but her visa couldn't get in on time. So this is a new opponent. That's why they announced it a little later. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm going to try to beef it. It's so hard to have beef when it's not real. I don't know. But it, is, it does get exciting. Maybe I'll make, make the face off a little intense or something. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Rain, do you want to start talking trash to Andy now? <laughs> and then, you know, get her like hyped yeah. up. Like, just, get her just, <laughs> Yeah, just say all the bad stuff you were saying about her before we started. <laughs> like how she has a very sweet smile. And no, no like I, I feel like if she tries to talk trash to someone, it's going to be hard to feel like it's real because it's like she's super sweet. 
Like, I am. I really am. <laughs> there's that sweet yeah. face, like very sweet smile. It's like I don't really know if you're mad at me. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but okay. So here's the thing: you have a very, very good reputation in MMA and and in fighting in combat sports. People were writing in, and all they were writing in is that girl's so lovely. Andy's the best. Andy's the coolest. I'm like, can you guys give me some dirt, something? But everybody was just saying what a good person you are, how cool it was to be around you. We had uh, some of the fighters that are going to be at Palace Athena were writing in saying, I can't wait to see her again. I met her at the last event. Like, so it must be pretty cool, though, that you're, you know, you're, you're a blood sport competitor, but yet you're known for being just such a good person. Uh, fake it till you make it. No, I'm just kidding. You're like, mm. she's just faking it. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, come on. But but people really seem to like you. Like I said, Palace Athena. Well, when, that's when... good. I'm glad. Yeah, you I mean. Be that but... girl that everybody does not like. Yeah, well, yeah. Or the guy that nobody likes. That's my life. So, you know, <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it happens. Andy. But, okay, so you're fighting a girl named Sisson. You do not know who this is. Like, you don't have a lot. You don't know a lot about her or anything like that? No, I know she's pretty active in the jujitsu w- world. So, uh, so I've been working on my ground. That's the only thing, too. I'm like, ugh, my bones. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll do something, and then my knees pop. And then, like, they're like, oh, my God, are you okay? It just sounds like Rice Krispies. Like, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> it just does. It's, it's, I'm not hurting. It just pops. And it scares people, but that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. yeah, so grappling or, um, yeah, I mean, wh- wherever the fight's going, I I should have enough experience to just, you know, fight through it. We'll see. That's why you guys got to tune in and watch the fight. Exactly. <laughs> no, seriously, guys, really, really, really. Seriously, I mean, that? a fight's a fight. Anything can happen, right? So we don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. No, we no. People should really definitely tune in. Not just is it important to support like smaller organizations, right? So Rain works out there with Up Next Fighting in California. I've been doing some commentary and work for Fight League Atlantic out in East Coast Canada. But like, you get an organization like this that's doing all women's fights in Calgary, in Canada, putting on good shows. Right? They've been gone for a couple years now. They're finally back. This is like a huge thing. Like, you want to support this, Andy? I was talking online today with some of my MMA nerd friends. And we're all talking about like one FC is going to fold this year. We're like, they're running out of business and all the bad shit being talked about them. Like it's not looking good for one FC. And then PFL and Bellator has their main pay-per-view this weekend. Nobody knows. I did not know about that. You didn't, you didn't I know didn't that. Know. You, just, you just advertise for them. They should, they should sponsor you or send you some money. I, yes. Please, <laughs> thank you. No, but okay. So Andy, you know, what's so funny. So PFL versus Bellator, they're doing their big champion versus champion thing. Like this is the first page. I had no idea. Yeah. Nobody, nobody does Andy. It's crazy. And it's like, so it's like that, that thing. It's not marketing yet. I didn't see it. Okay. You know what? So, you know, what's so funny, Andy, they're, they're posting like one post every hour for the last like 10 hours. I've been watching their stuff. Uh, I guess because I've been training. I don't know. Okay, you can give any excuse you want, but <laughs> that's not the reason. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I really like did. I had no idea. Yeah, it's really weird. But so, guys, please do go out and purchase the Palace Athena event, which is uh, on March 9th, right? Calgary, Alberta. It's a good show. They've got good commentators. They've got good production value. Like, it's good fights. 
So I'm very excited to see it. Andy, uh, what are you most looking forward to in, in to going to Calgary aside from your infused beer? <laughs> well, my last, uh, the first time I fought there, I had no idea it was like high altitude. So I, I was winning, but I got gassed out by like round two or three. I can't remember. And then I got on guard. And then the second fight, the girl was just faster than me. And uh, where she's from, she's got good high, high altitude. I'm over in Myrtle Beach, which is like below sea level. So yeah, uh, that's the only thing. So this fight should be good. Um, the girl's coming from Michigan, so her altitude is like only a couple hundred. I'm in like the 30s or something like that, but I'm getting in early. I'm making sure yeah. I'm covering all my flaws and working on everything else. Um, Chuck Liddell will be in the you know in the house. Uh, Chris Cyborg is also Sarah Kaufman, um, Felicia Spencer. You know, a bunch of pioneers, a lot of notable names. Dakota from PFL, that girl, she that's how I met her. She was on the last show. And um, was it the last show? No, the first show. And then she blew up in, uh, was it PFL? Yeah, she blew up in PFL. PFL she's the fly. PFL, yeah, PFL Europe. She won the championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she won the championship. Yeah, and uh, it's it's crazy because uh, her, her mother was right there, too. And uh, I had no idea that her mother used to fight. It, it, yeah, it was kind of nice to meet the whole entire family before she even blew up. She was really good, and she still is good, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, like, really big notable names. Palace Athena should be competing with Invicta. Um, they're just both so, like, one fight a year or, like, two times, like two fights a year. I'm like, oh, I wish we had more, you know? But Yeah. But no, but that's the thing though. But people need to now go out there, support, purchase the show, like show interest in it, right? Promote it, do all that stuff. Yeah. And then that and that's what will get them to be able to make more shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's exactly, the thing. You exactly. need you need the support. You need the Calgary people to come out too. Yeah. You know? Like last time I was in Calgary, I was talking to locals. They had no idea. I was literally like going into these stores and putting posters in their stores. And uh yeah, some a lot of people didn't know either. So Right. Since I'm coming in early, I am like marketing and stuff like that too, and get people to come out and to you know to come to the fight, so they have to see. A lot of people don't even know that that you know there's an all women show and everything. Another thing is, I think we have a couple of pro Muay Thai fights on the card also. Yes. So yep. like you know that shows a you know a bigger like wide open door for like other people to see too, because a lot of people don't know what happens when it goes to the ground. A lot of people like to see the stand-up, and that's how I started because I didn't know what was going on on the ground. But, um, yeah, should be interesting. should be fun, and I am excited. Yeah. I'm excited to watch some of those fights, too. What the hell else do you have to do if you're in Calgary? You're freezing cold. You're, like, hurting Buffalo or whatever the hell you do in Calgary. There's nothing else to do, so go watch Palace Athena. Go watch the fights. Like, yeah. Go watch it. Yeah. It's an it's a no-brainer. Rain, no. what do you have to ask for uh, Andy the Creation? And don't ask her why she's called the Creation. <laughs> Actually, that was my question. No. Um, so um, my question for you is, how does it feel to be the first pro-female Vietnamese fighter? Um, do you get, like, you know, um, Vietnamese um, fighters or fans who walk up to you and tell you how proud they are of you? When I go to Vietnam, yes. Uh -huh. And it was cool to, to visit their uh, Saigon club. It was like the first MMA uh, gym and it's huge. And it's like, it's beautiful. I thought, I mean, the country is poor, but I just thought like they just didn't have that. Um, 
availability and they did and they sponsored me and they put me up there and it, it was it was really nice i remember my first i think my first amateur fight this guy had did an interview with me talking about kung lee the first male uh pro vietnamese fighter i didn't even know who he was <laughs> Oh my I the guys, I, I don't, and uh, I was like, I don't know who that is. They're like, it's the first Vietnamese guy. I was like, oh, okay. Good. Don't you know you're the first like Vietnamese like as an amateur right now? I'm like, oh wow. So I just had to put like foot in the door and turn pro, and I finally did it. So that's kind of cool, making history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who Kung Lee is now? Yes. Okay, you're, <laughs> okay. you're, you're lying 100. <laughs> Kung Lee was like a legend, man. Oh, Kung Lee was so I know, good. He's, but I didn't watch he's been in movies now too. He's been um, in like several movies. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, you're lying again. Are no, you gonna go? I in... swear, I, I do know him now. <laughs> no. Are you are you gonna go? Are you gonna go in movies, Andy? Why are you not in movies? Because my memory's shot. <laughs> I can't remember what the beer is infused with. I'm not gonna lo know my line. No, okay. Andy, first of all, you need to go in movies. You've got the look, you've got the personality, you could do it. Like you need to go somehow get a manager and figure it out. That said, Rain and I are putting together a MMA slash dating show. Kinda <laughs> like kinda like uh like Kind of like Love is Blind or like a Love Island, but you're going to fight while you're on it or compete, you know, with other other MMA people. I don't know your situation or anything like that. But if you were single at the time that we finally get this thing greenlit, will you be on the show? If I'm single, yes. If you're single, yeah, of course. What kind of people are we, Andy? Yeah, if you're single. <laughs> I'm not single right now, but yes, if I'm single. Oh. I'm All right, well... uh Warning shots to your to your significant other right now. <laughs> Better treat Andy right, otherwise she's getting on our Love Island show. Uh, Andy, um, I did want to ask you. You kind of mentioned it, but you're you're really good at marketing yourself. You know, uh, I see young fighters. I see fighters out there doing their thing, and some of them take things a little bit crazy or whatnot. But some of them don't do very good marketing at all, men and women. You have been consistently like out there and promoting yourself in a positive way and whatever, what would you give advice to, to younger fighters that are looking to promote themselves? Like how, how should they do it? What should they do? What should they look for? Any tips? Uh, well, in the beginning it was hard because, you know, we see a girl that's done ring, ring girl cards and stuff like that. So they always like, Oh, it'll be easy to beat her. No, it was not a girl lost. Um, anyways, uh, sex sells, but I mean, don't, don't do like OnlyFans or anything. I mean, you can, I don't, I, I don't, I don't judge, but sex sells, show your beauty in those ways and other ways. I don't know. Be funny. I like to be funny. I like to laugh. I rather laugh than cry. Um, <laughs> and if you're an amateur, you should fight all kind of combat sports and fight, figure out and what you like, figure out, make all your mistakes there because it wouldn't count later on take your time um they're just getting younger too nowadays jesus they're just like so young now uh it, it sucks because back then i didn't have girls to train with you know oh my guys and i hate rolling around with a guy but now that you know years have passed now we have the pro girls like training with the amateur girls and they're just 
they're, they're upcoming faster now. There's a lot, a lot of prospects and stuff like that, which is cool to watch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Andy Wynn's tips is don't do OnlyFans, but still be sexy. You can do OnlyFans. You're going to yeah. get all these people that hate me now. They're like, oh, she's not an No, no, no. Andy, <laughs> do you know? Okay. I mean, you didn't know Kung Lee, but do you know Brian Bam Bam Barbarina, UFC fighter? The guy with the Mohawk? No, of course you don't. No. I do know Kung Lee, though. Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> We've settled that. Look, Bam Bam is a good friend of the podcast, uh, UFC fighter. He's He's been on here several, several times. Him and I are like old souls. We always talk about it and like the OnlyFans stuff and whatever. Like, you know, yeah, you can do whatever, but it is a little bit weird. But yeah, I appreciate that you don't. But you're really good at marketing yourself. And I would say like if, if I'm talking to amateur fighters, like when I'm out at Fight League Atlantic and stuff like that, and you see some of them, they, they barely have any Instagram or stuff like that. I'm like, I, you got to like do it. You know, you got to build yourself up. And it's never too early to build yourself up as well. Right. Get that fan no, following. Get that fan base. Yeah, never too early. Yeah, never too Girls early. And then. And then it helps out, right? It helps your career because then when you're looking for fights, if the organizations see that you have a good following, I mean, you have to be a good fighter, of course, as well. But when they see that you've got a good following, that's that's impressive for, for the organizations, right? Oh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, look at how everybody was like impressed with Mackenzie Dern. She doesn't miss weight anymore. And, and the, you know, the, the, the new saying was like, sheesh, like because she's her body's looking like hot. It's like <laughs> super hot. Yeah. yeah. I'm not gay. Yeah. I'm just saying it's hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I, I'm married, Andy, so I'm just saying yes. I would agree with that factual statement. You know, what I mean? <laughs> I anything bad here, Andy? Good try. Uh, Rain, is there anything that you want to ask before I ask my famous last question? Yeah, so I'm glad that you uh, brought up Mackenzie Dern because um, you know from her uh, fight a couple of days ago, her face got pretty beat up. Um, have you ever had that experience, or have you ever? Uh, <laughs> Done that to somebody else. <laughs> yes, I have a scar right here. I got cut with an elbow. Um, it was an MMA fight. Lost to a split decision to a girl named Melissa Karaganagas from Canada. But it was an oh. MMA fight back in the day for... Um, it was a, a Caribbean uh, promotion. It was... Uh, what is that called? See? That's why I cannot be an actress. All right. I fought for everybody. <laughs> Except for the Hold on. Cuff. Yeah, Cuff. Okay. It's in Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, it's in the Caribbeans. Yeah. I was more excited about the trip than the fight, but whatever. Sure. <laughs> it's all part of the package, Andy. It's all part of it the package. It is. It's a free yeah. trip. What's the, what's the worst that you've ever uh, bloodied someone up or beaten someone up? That's what Rain wants to know. Hmm. I remember kneeing this girl and I heard her nose crack and I kind of like stopped for a second. And I saw the ref looking, so I just start kneeing really fast, but like aim somewhere else so they'll stop the fight. Because I heard it crack, and it, it did like shock me. That that was weird. Um, and probably probably bare knuckle boxing. Probably the fight in Myrtle Beach. Her face was bloody, and she was wearing white, and she it was all over the place. Mm. Just those two. Mm. Very nice, very nice. Go look those go look those fights up, people. <laughs> uh, Andy, I'm going to ask you one final question before I before I let you go. It's a question that my mom used to ask me almost every day of my life when I was growing up. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, Andy, the Crasian win. On a scale of one to ten, how happy are you? Right now, I'm super hmm. happy. So eleven. 
Oh, very, very nice. Yeah. And do you want to expand upon it at all? Like what's what's gotten Andy so happy? Uh, I, I don't know. Everything's going smooth right now. Don't jinx me. No, no. <laughs> okay, no. It's smooth right now unless I'm scared of something happens. No, 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 no. Nothing. Is your ceiling leaking behind you? Is that a leak? <laughs> Is it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not turning around. That's creepy. <laughs> uh no, okay. No, but I'm happy for you though. I'm happy that life is going well. The the fight scene is looking good. You've got plenty of of, of opportunities ahead of you. You you're fighting again next at Palace Athena Women's Fighting Championship. You go see them at Paw FC MMA on Instagram. So go check them out. They've been promoting the fights. They've been promoting you a lot. I think it was just today that they find or just yesterday that they finally announced your fight. So they had your poster up there. And again, it is on March the 9th. It is Paw FC 3. So go check it out. Go follow and support and cheer on Andy the Crazy Win. Andy, before we. Oh, there you go. That was beautiful. <laughs> I did it for you. Andy. Thank you. Thank you. Andy, uh, is there anything you want to say before we let you go? No, thanks for having me, and I'll see you guys there. Yeah. You're going to be awesome, Andy. Kick ass, and we will see you again. Thank you so much for everything. All right. Bye. Okay. See ya. Bye. That is Andy the Crasian win. Rain, I'm so happy to see her and so happy to speak with her. She just, can't, I can't believe that she's a fighter. Let's just be honest. Like if I would see her like randomly, I, I wouldn't think she's a fighter. She's so beautiful. She's super nice. I wouldn't even think she would she could hit someone, you know. She would have no. that like, like fighter inside of her. She's no, super it, no, and in truth, like seriously, like all the people that were writing in were just writing about what a good person she is. Mm-hmm. Other fighters are saying it, like not fighters that are on her team or fighters that are with it, right? Like just random fighters that know her. They're just saying what a good person she is. So, I mean, that's really cool, man. Like that, if you want to leave behind a legacy or you want to leave behind something memorable about yourself, being a good person while you're cracking noses with your knee. Yeah. You're a pretty good dude, you know, pretty good, pretty good chick, pretty good person. So, yeah, yeah very Try nice. To, like looking young, you know. Be a good person. I mean, positive. Smile all the time. She didn't want to give her skin regimen or anything like that. Cut this out. <laughs> like, like seriously though, she she has not aged at all since I started following her. Like, you know, I don't know, over a decade ago, she has she freaking hasn't changed at all. If anything, she's probably looking a little bit better, even. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't know, rain. It's crazy. Uh, so let's get to Friends of the Podcast update before we move on, because we do have some stuff to talk about. Friends of the Podcast update. I've got quite a few, actually, Rain. So let me get here. Where is my Friends of the Podcast update? I've got Rageworks Podcast Network, of course, as we always say. Go to rageworksnetwork.com to find some audio podcasts, such as ours that are on there, some cool podcasts. March 2nd, I brought it up. Robert Dayarnay and Jade Messon Wong, they're fighting in Canada for BKFC. Paw FC, so Palace Athena, we just had on our now friend Andy Wynn. Mm-hmm. Also on the card, Lexi Rook from England. Kate Batchick, the Queen of the South, she's on that card. Regan Gowing, Coconut, she's doing the Muay Thai fight, like what uh, Andy was saying. So we've got three fighters that are on that card. Now plus one is uh, Andy. So we've got four fighters on the Palace of the Inner card. Guarantee I am buying that card because I'm going to support those guys. Uh, Ringside Rain. Have you heard of her? 
she is going to be <laughs> she is going to be cage announcing this Saturday at UNF 16, which is February the 24th. Rain, yep, that is. 24th. Yeah. Yep. This Saturday, UNF 16, there's tickets available still. So go to upnextfighting.com or find us on Instagram at upnextfighting. Yeah. Go watch. Rain just announced today slash maybe not even yet. Maybe it's going to be announced tomorrow. Guess who's fighting on the card? Wait, talk about UNF 16 or you talk about UFC? No, UNF 16. Who cares about UFC? UNF 16. <laughs> Guess who's fighting on the card, Rain? Wait, which one are we talking about here? I know we have, um, wait, is Gianni fighting? Nope, not Gianni. Rain, he just fought at UNF 15. He's coming back to give you that desired fist bump. Is Khalil coming back? Khalil, the real Pearson. What? Making the quick turnaround. Quick turnaround after his round one TKO stoppage. Khalil, the real Pearson, going to be at UNF 16. Rain, you're getting your fist bump, goddammit. That's awesome. I'm going to update my notes right now. Get it. I don't know, I don't know when they're announcing it or whatever, but he he told me that he's got that fight, so he, he's going to be there. I'm so excited for this dude. Uh, Khalil, the real Pearson, very happy for him. So go check him out. And that is this Saturday. Um, our good friend, Alana, the Alanimal Cook, she is a Canadian fighter. She was supposed to be at the Palace Athena card. Unfortunately, she has an injury. She's hurt her knee. Uh, she had to withdraw. I think she's getting surgery, maybe. I apologize. But regardless, I just want to send out some positive, positive vibes for Alana Cook because she's such a good person. And she was she was about ready to kick some ass on, mm-hmm. uh, on at the Palace Athena card. But unfortunately, she's off. Um, and then... Last thing is, oh, tickets are on sale for Fight League Atlantic 14, which is April 12th and 13th. You can go and see the BJJ show, the Submission Kumite 6 on the Friday, and then stay overnight and go watch FLA 14 on the Saturday. Rain, I'm like 99.99% sure that I will be there. So I'm very excited. So go check out Fight League Atlantic, as you guys know, if you follow this podcast. And then finally, we talked about a little bit with Andy. You've got the big PFL versus Bellator pay-per-view, which nobody has heard about, Rain. Like, I don't know what they're doing, but they are really bombing this, okay? We have our friend, Shilobo Impa Kasanganai. He is fighting in the co-main event of that pay-per-view against Johnny Evelyn. Yeah. Rain, let's get to that card. Okay. Rain, nobody knows this freaking thing is happening. And it is a disaster that this card, uh, this card is having lots of problems. Can I tell you? Uh, You know, you work for ESPN. We've talked about it before. You're an Emmy award winner. Is anybody, is anybody in ESPN talking about PFL and Bellator? They're on ESPN. I mean, I can only speak for like the shows that we do, but the thing is I'm on the technical side, so I don't do uh, content stuff. Um, well, but the people, the, 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 like when you're in the lunchroom and you're having, you know, at around the water cooler. <laughs> what? I don't talk to people on my lunch break because normally I'm in like a single spot and like I take my break. I'm on the computer. No one talks to me. Oh this is God. why I'm on this podcast. so I can talk to people. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is getting well, out of it. That's the truth, though. Like normally, I, I I 
get on the computer on my lunch break. So people normally just walk by because they probably you know, don't want to bother me. <laughs> Is it because you're so intimidated? Well, they want to talk to me, but for the most part, when I'm taking my break, I'm in front of the computer. So I think is, is it is it because you're so intimidating? Is that the problem here? <laughs> no. All right. Look, there's this is the photo here on the screen. Okay. PFL versus Bellator, February 24th. Seize the throne. Look at all these guys with their belts on their their strapping chests, Rain. Right? The whole yeah. point. The whole point of this goddamn thing was that they were going to take all the Bellator champs, you're going to fight all the PFL champs. And then Don Davis, the owner of PFL, had come out before on Ariel Helwani and said, this is going to be a yearly thing, right? They're going to do the season of PFL. Bellator is going to do their thing. Champ versus champ just kick off every year, right? Well, guess what's happened, Rain? As luck would have it. Every champion is like injured or gone or whatever. So now you only have two champion versus champion fights. Okay. The first one is a heavyweight with Ryan Bader against the PFL heavyweight guy, which I apologize. I don't really know who it is. Okay. But aside from that, you've got Impa Kasanganai, our friend, but he's fighting a weight class up. Or the other guys fighting a weight class up? Yeah, the uh, his his challengers coming up a weight class because the freaking champion in Bellator that's Impa's uh, weight class decided to move up and go fight some guy at heavyweight. Hey, stupid! How about you do what you've got to do here and go champion versus champion so we can have the whole point of this goddamn thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. Rain, why are you not jumping on my bandwagon of anger here? <laughs> Well, you know, to me, it's, it's, well, hey, you know, at the end of the day, the show must go on, you know, no hard. they're going to do, you know, whatever they want. And I'm, I know, but Rain, why will anyone buy this pay-per-view? It's $49.99 American, which means it's like $170 Canadian. Mm-hmm. Why would we buy this pay-per-view? This is the problem with PFL. Like already their marketing blows the, the best thing possible after this merger is you get all the champions to fight one another. Liz Carmouche isn't even on the goddamn card. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like they, it's so funny because Andy was talking about that Dakota Cheva girl, which is the PFL Europe. That would have been the girl that should be fighting Liz Carmouche. Get the two women's champions of that weight class and let them fight. They don't even have her on the card. And then these freaking like, uh, you know, what's really bad is when I'm looking on Wikipedia at the fight card, the prelims of this pay-per-view, eight of the 10 fighters don't even have a Wikipedia entry. Oh, really? That's, like That's how, like, Rain, that's how, you know, not great this card is. And then, you know, the first fight, neither guy is champion. The second fight, neither guy is champion. The third fight, that's where Vadim is fighting a guy named Bruno Capaloza, who was a champion, like, two years back. But like I think he's on a losing streak, and then you've got uh, Jason Jackson, who's a champion, fighting Ray Cooper three, who's not a champion. Like, what the hell, man? I it's so bad, Rain. This pay per view. You know what they don't do anymore? They don't release pay per view numbers anymore. Remember back in the day when you were a young ring ringside Rain? <laughs> a pay per view would happen, and then like you know someone would come out and go, oh, it was like you know one point seven million pay per view sold. Like they don't do that anymore. I don't know why, but. I'm telling you, this pay-per-view is selling like zero pay-per-views. 
And I feel really bad because of course I love Impa and I want him to have success. Yeah. And I want all the fighters to have success. I want there to be organizations that do well, but boy, oh boy, this is not, uh, this is not how you do it. PFL, like really bad. This was the one, remember we were talking to um, Mike Heck about the empty arena. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, no, uh, conference. Yeah. Right? No, okay. Yeah. There was nobody at the press conference and we were asking Mike Heck, like why, why, why the heck would it be like that? Dude, that's it's indicative of, of how the freaking event is going to be. I mean, you know, for me, honestly, I mean, I know that Impa is fighting, right? Mm-hmm. But I wasn't aware of like the whole like PFL like you know pay per view. I was mostly aware of oh because I follow Impa. Yeah, you know? of course. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I didn't even know it was going to be this Saturday. Like, no, of yeah. course, Rain. Did you see Impa's got a cute new dog? Did you see? No, so cute. Very cute. Yeah. Uh, no, Rain. It's really bad. So PFL versus uh, Bellator. Good luck. I mean, good luck. Maybe they're still trying to get their you know things together. I mean, they just what they they did the merger what a couple months ago. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe wheels are still turning. You know, people no. are trying to work together and no, this Rain. Is a experience for them. Rain, I'm running a zero budget podcast and I've got guests lined up for weeks. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like PFL is a multi-billion dollar company or whatever the hell it is. You've got the biggest pay-per-view ever after your merger. You got to set the shit up and have all your fighters like lined up. You got to take those champions, Rain, and you put them in like insane asylum rooms that are all padded so they can't hurt themselves. And you go, look, you just got to stay here. And relax. Don't mess up because you need to get this pay per view. Like, we're going to do everything to make sure that this pay per view goes off. Yeah. Yeah. Because r- right now they are setting their standard, basically. But right. After the merger. So, yeah. If this thing fails, nobody's going to watch anything else. Like, your best shot is that people tune into this. And I guarantee you, nobody's tuning in. I feel really bad. I love you all and I hope everybody has success, blah, blah, blah. But, not the way to do it, you know. That said, Rain and I would be happy to become the president and vice president of Bellator PFL organization. So, in case anyone's watching, Rain, I'm going to get us at that job. Uh, that said, next week on the podcast, Cody Brundage, UFC fighter, Rain, he is fighting at UFC 300. What? He's coming on the podcast, Cody Brundage. I'm very excited to speak to him. He has a very good fight lined up, and I'm excited to speak to Cody Brundage so we will see him. People that were asking me, Rain, where the hell was Chuck Buffalo? Chucky Buffalo, unfortunately, could not come to the podcast last week. He had to bail out last minute. Uh, I am looking to reschedule him. We are in open lines of communication, so it seems like he hasn't ghosted me. He hasn't been like he hasn't been rude or anything like that. So I think it's coming. I'm just I'm giving him some space. You know, Rain. I don't want to I don't want to push our relationship too much. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But Chucky Buffalo, got, get on this goddamn podcast because I really want to talk to you. He's been getting a little bit ruder on his Instagram, which I do like. People have been asking him stuff, and he's telling them to kind of f off and stuff. So I like his attitude. I like him. And I want to get him on this podcast. But anyway, so Chuck Buffalo is coming. But Cody Brundage is next week from UFC for UFC 300. That said, Rain, let's talk about the UFC 300 main event 
reaction. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Alex Guerrero versus Jamal Hill. Yeah. Alex Prahea versus Jamal Hill, Rain. Uh, Dana White has said that he was going to release the greatest news and that UFC 300 was going to be oh so incredible. And every fight that he announced, people were like, meh. And they Mm -hmm. did not really care. Mm -hmm. So everything came down to this main event. Right. The only good fight I think on the card that people seem to be excited for is Max Holloway versus Justin Gaethje for the uh, BMF title. Okay, which which is awkward because Max isn't that weight class. Blah blah blah. Right. So okay, but aside from that, that's a pretty cool fight. The rest were not so great. People were getting upset. There were a lot of female fights on the card, and it's not that they were female fights, but they were just bad female fights or not super exciting female fights. Let's say right. Uh, in the in the Komein, you've got Wei Li Zhang versus uh, Zhao Nan Yan, who both don't really speak English. So that kind of sucks for your press conference, right? Let's be honest. Then they announce Jamal Hill versus Alex Perea. Rain, what are your thoughts on this main event to headline UFC 300, the greatest pay per view of all time? What are what are your thoughts? Um, I guess like number one, I didn't expect that to be the main event. And a number two, I feel bad for, well, because we've been hearing, you know, some, you know, Conor McGregor and then somebody else. Um, For me personally, this is probably wishful thinking, but I wanted to see DDP versus um, Izzy. Not wishful thinking, not wishful thinking. But I thought it was kind of like too quick of a turnaround for DDP to do that fight though. Doesn't Um, matter. You need something incredible for 300. It's still two months away. And he fought last month. So, I mean, it would have been three months out. It's not Mm -hmm. impossible. Um, You know, and then I heard about this uh, main event. And one, I was like, okay, well, you know, I I, I don't know what brought them to that decision. Um, I I wasn't opposed to it. It just wasn't something that I expected. Um, I feel bad for both fighters because... You know, they were put on this spotlight, right, to be the headliner of UFC 300. And then there's a lot of, like, people saying, oh, you know, it should have been this, it should have been that. You know, why why them, you know? Yeah. And, you know, if, if I were to put myself in, in their shoes, I would feel bad because it's like, well, I was just asked, I was given this opportunity, would I not take it? Yeah. You know, like, like if, you know, if you think of it that way, it's like if, if someone presents you like this awesome opportunity. Yeah. Most people would want somebody else for that spot. And then you get presented this awesome opportunity. Would you say no? Because people don't want you to be there. No, you take that opportunity. And I think that's what happened um, for Alex and uh, Jamal. But I, I feel, I do feel bad because I, you know, I, I, I mean, the social no. media, they, they probably see it, you know, how people are like, why the yeah. this? Why Rain. not like why not save it to like UFC Brazil, blah, blah, blah. But you know, yeah. Dana White had mentioned it in his press press conference. He said there's opportunities offered, you know, to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And this is what ended up uh, you know, happening. This main event we have. Yeah, it's yeah. So for okay, I want to go off on a million tangents. But kind of like the last thing that you're saying, it's kind of like when you're in elementary school and they're picking picking teams for baseball or whatever sport, right? 
mm-hmm. comes down to the last two guys to pick, the last two losers. You know, little Johnny or little Steve. And then the the team goes, okay, we'll take Johnny. It's as if Johnny comes out and goes, yes, I'm the greatest. No, Johnny, you were the last. You were the first pick of the last two, right? Unfortunately, that's kind of what this is. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dana White was talking about having all these things. John Jones said I was offered the fights, blah, blah, blah. People were saying that they were offered fights. So, Rain, I know you're new to MMA in general, and I know you're kind of acclimatizing yourself to like the culture, the culture of it, and you know, the, the personalities and stuff like that. But let me just tell you, Rain, you are one million percent correct in the way that you've assessed this. And I really appreciate what you're saying because it's exactly what I was leaving comments on elsewhere. I feel so bad for Jamal Hill and Alex Pereira because they are going to see all this negativity about them. And it's unfair because the fight is a great fight. It's a good fight. It's a good matchup of of two guys that really deserve to be there. Blah, blah, blah. It's a great fight. But to put them in this spot in 300, when you've already told the world that this was going to be the most incredible fight in the world and this was going to be insane, blah, blah, blah. And then knowing that all these people were offered the fight and said no. Mm-hmm. Dana White, I think in the same press conference, says we offered Leon Edwards three different fights. He said yes to all of them. So that means Dana White offered Leon Edwards at least three fights. We know he offered John Jones a fight. So you're at the best, you're fifth. It just doesn't make you feel good. And I feel like it's like your employer hiring you and then saying, you know what? We're really glad that you came here. The first six applicants we wanted, you know, they turned us down, but man, are we happy we got like, it just, why even do it? Like it just, it's hurtful to these guys, even though it's a great fight, but I feel really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I think instead of, you know, focusing on, you know, why not this matchup, that matchup, whatever. I think it's good to kind of just look at it in a way we're in what's in this story between these two fighters, right? Jamal yeah. Hill, you know, he had to vacate his title due to an injury. And now this is, I feel like, you know, for him, story of redemption. Is he going to claim it back from, yeah. you know, at UFC 300? Yeah. One of the problems too, like I said, that the co-main is the two girls that don't speak English, right? One of the problems here for this fight as well, when you're talking about UFC 300, is you're talking about an event that you want non-MMA fans to hear about, see it, and want to buy it, right? The problem is with the two Asian girls that don't speak English, they can't sell it for you. Sorry. You can put up cool highlights and stuff. That's great. But there's not going to be any banter that we can figure out, right? Mm -hmm. Alex Pereira does not speak English. And there's no real animosity between hill jamal and and alex so you can't build it now fake like you can't build it in a press tour Mm -hmm. so i just don't know where the non-ufc fan is going to now tune in for this fight Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean mean, personally for me um i don't really need to see any animosity between the two fighters i think to me it's just you know looking at it in a sense of you know a story of redemption for someone who didn't really lose his title. Yeah, but that's because you know the story, though. So you're a fan because, like, I mean, for you to even know that, you're not, like, my neighbor. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
Like you need something like you need. Okay. Last week on the podcast, Bam Bam Barbarina predicted it was going to be Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg. He really (laughs) thought that was going to be what they said. I thought it was going to be Logan Paul versus Mike Perry. I really thought they were going to do something crazy, bring in something so that every news outlet around the world goes, did you just hear what UFC is doing at UFC 300? Nobody, no news outlet is saying, did you hear it's Jamal Hill versus Alex Pereira? Mm -hmm. No. There's no, that's not going to create any buzz. And I feel like the UFC 300 main event should have been something that created a buzz that non-UFC fans would have been bombarded with in the media to the point where they go, I'm going to go friggin' watch that. That seems insane. That seems cool. I've seen this guy. Okay, let's go watch that. Do you think this is like a good promotion too for UFC um, 301 because it's going to be in Brazil or Alex? Alex is from Brazil, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Alex, just, Alex just posted today that he said that he wants to win this fight and go headline 301. Yeah. Okay. The only way he does that is if he gets like a one-punch knockout, suffers <laughs> zero damage, right? And is able to turn his body around quickly to make the cut again and blah, 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 right? Yeah, because I think it's like what? So 300 is on April 13th and yeah. the one is on May 3rd. Yeah, that's not even like a whole month. I mean, he's an, he's an insane monster, so I, I don't doubt he could do it. But again, this is wherein lies the fact that this was surely not the fight they wanted to headline this event. Because why would you not have Alex Pereira in Brazil? You know what I mean? Like, and I'm pretty sure Jamal Hill won the title in Brazil too, if I'm not mistaken. So it would, there's a story there. Again, you can sell yeah. it. You've got the crowd, you've got everything. That that would have been perfect for that. You know what I mean? Uh, don't worry, Fight Insight fans, viewers, and listeners, UFC fans, viewers, and listeners, I have fixed it, Rain. I have really? fixed the main event. I have made it so that we will all watch and so that the world will come and watch. Rain. I am debuting the poster for UFC 300. Here it is. No. Special guest referee, Logan Paul. No. He will be the special guest referee of UFC 300. I'm going to say this right now. I listened to the episode uh, with you and Bam Bam, right? And you guys talked about, you know, uh, you mentioned about, you know, what if, you know, Logan Paul was a part of the main event. And I was like, God, I hope not. I hope Why? not. How dare you, Rain? Because, you know, I go back to um, my belief that there's always a place for, for you know, for, for people. And, you know, yeah. something like UFC 300, um, it's for someone who dedicated their lives into the sport. Yes. I'm not saying that Logan Paul does not have any athletic abilities. I mean, I've seen him, you know, um, yeah. you know, in the WWE, he's done yeah. WrestleMania's and pay-per-views and whatever. But, you know, every time I would see him under that spotlight, I would feel the same way. Like, you know, I've, I've, I've worked in the local wrestling industry here out in SoCal. I've seen how hard people work to get to like that kind of spot at WrestleMania. So same thing with UFC. I don't want, not just specifically for you, for Logan Paul, I, I want someone who's been fighting for this, I know. you know, Rain, to have spotlight. Rain, I understand everything you're saying. Do you think I'm happy about what I'm saying and what I'm doing? <laughs> it disgusts me to my core. But as a, see, here's the difference, Rain. 
as as someone who cares about the business, right? Like as someone who cares that that the UFC continues to grow and expands, and that like I, you think I like predicting that one FC is going to fold this year? You think I like predicting that PFL and Bellator is going to fold this year? I don't. I'm just a genius. That's all. That's my problem. <laughs> but but I'm telling you. Logan Paul, if they had announced Logan Paul versus Mike Perry for UFC 300, yes, you'd have a lot of hate because people would say exactly what you're saying, which is totally valid. Hey, these guys don't deserve that spot, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Fuck them because the fans of the UFC are still going to buy the pay-per-view because they still want to see Max Holloway versus Justin Gaethje. They still want to see Jan versus Zhang. They want to see blah, 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 whatever, right? But freaking my neighbor is now going to buy UFC 300 because he wants to see Logan Paul versus Mike Perry. He wants to see this bare-knuckle insane maniac versus Logan Paul, the stupid prime drink guy, right? Like, it still would have been freaking exciting. It is a match that does have a lot of fans, so he does sell tickets. Yeah. I don't like it, Rain. I'm disgusted by myself. I hate it. But I know for the business, I know that that would have sold more pay-per-views than what adding hill and Pereira is going to do but don't worry because again for for people only on audio timmy b has created a poster with jamal hill versus alex prayer with logan paul in the center as the special guest referee rain that's a very expertly done poster by the way i tried to yeah, match the uh, i tried to match the font as best as I <laughs> rain I, I i don't know it's a it's a bad main event it's going to be a fantastic fight. The night is going to be fantastic, but for the business of mixed martial arts, I don't think that this does it. We talked on that last podcast about, you know, not just being uh, able to do it, like being capable of, of, of headlining that card and for what it means or for what it's worth. And I just, mm-hmm. uh, and then all the things that Dana said too, right? Like mm-hmm. that was pretty good. Uh, Jamal Hill was quoted as saying he was on uh this was a, a story at MMA fighting, but he goes, I'm not even going to, this is Jamal Hill. I'm not even going to lie. Yesterday they called me and they let me know the situation. Well, basically the situation was they needed a main event. They had some things lined up, but they preferred it be me and Alex. It was the first option. It's what they really wanted. <laughs> it was the first option on the last day when everybody else said no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, like again, that's Johnny and Steve being picked last for basketball. Like, yeah, that's what... that's the thing. It's like, you know, Ugh. like earlier, would you really say no? Like, whatever reason you had, you know, that brought them to like, asking you, would you do this? Would you really no. say no to that opportunity? Like, no, of course, no, no. Of course, no, of course they're not going to say no, right? Because then you, you demand money. Here's the thing too. If you're Jamal Hill if and your manager, who is Brian Butler, by the way, from Sucker Punch, who we had on this podcast. So shout out to Brian Butler for getting this uh, main event spot. Brian Butler, I guarantee you, would have negotiated big, big money. When you're coming to me on the last day before you promise the world you're going to make the announcement and you come say, I want your guy to headline. Guess what, buddy? The price just freaking skyrocketed for my guy to make this cut. You know what I mean? Or to make this, uh, make this fight, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, Oh, you know, it was my cousin's birthday and I had a party to go to and 
I just, you know, I just signed up for a vacation to Mexico. And I have this stuff. Like, dude, you're going to put a million things in there to get, <laughs> like, primo, primo dollars to get to this event. I don't know, Rain. Uh, maybe Brian Butler will be sending us tickets in the mail. I don't, I don't know what he's negotiated, but we'll see. But or an interview with Jamal Hill. Hey. Yeah. You know what? He's very hard to get a hold of. I'll try. I'll like, we should keep trying. We should try that actually. Why don't you go reach out to Brian Butler? I will too, though. Brian Butler and I have, have spoken a little bit before and after the podcast. So he's a good dude. I like hey, him. I'm going to say this right now. I think we are, um, we are good luck to people who um, come into the podcast, talk to us, and then they go oh. into like championship fights. GDP, for example. I'm just saying he was on Fight Inside podcast. And next thing you know, Rain, we he's, talk, he's a Rain, we talk, Rain, we talk about it all the time. If you follow my stories on Instagram, people at Fight Insight Podcast or whatever my Instagram is, uh, yeah, Fight Insight Podcast. It says it on the screen, Rain. Every week, Fight Insight alumni. It's always very good. A few weeks ago, we were two and zero. Uh, the week of the UNF, we were four, three and zero, I think, or something. Oh, yeah. like, we, we're Khalil very, Jade won, right? Khalil, yeah. Jade, and then someone else. Yeah, but no, our fighters win. Oh, Max Payne. Max Payne won. Like, Rain, go look at our list. Our people win all the time. Freaking sakes. It's it's because of us. Like, you should be betting. Bet bet your next mortgage payment on Andy Wynn. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Uh, I need an asterisk thing that now says, uh, we do not provide financial <laughs> advice. <or both. laughs> uh, gambling problems call this number yeah. <laughs> yeah uh okay here what else were we going to do i was gonna say um what's the next thing i want to talk about very quickly stop disrespecting fighters daniel cormier and i'm gonna do this topic rain because it's kind of like something that you just said so i feel like this is good because we can kind of bring this in but uh here's the thing when we're media rain like as we are you know famous media you kind of have to be careful what you say about people, right? You you want to be honest and you want to be real, but you do have to kind of be polite, right? Like it's very hard for me now too, like with Fight League Atlantic and, and you with Up Next Fighting, like you can be friends with people and stuff like that, but you can't be biased, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't go out there and announce Khalil the real Pearson and then his opponent go, and Steve, you know, <laughs> like, but you got, like you still have He's to be and this guy, this guy sucks, you know, but you can't do that because you got to be professional. Daniel Cormier in the course of being a UFC, you know, commentator and all that, but then he goes and does his own stuff. I did not like this quote at all. So check this out. I'm going to put this on screen. This is from maybe a couple weeks ago, but I saved it. They were talking about creating a 165 pound division. And Daniel Cormier says, if you do 165, it has to be Connor. You're introducing a new weight class. It has to mean something. You can't have two normal fighters introducing the weight. Rain, my issue is you can't have two normal fighters. This bastard has just insulted every single athlete within the realm of 165 pounds. (laughs) Like, right? Well, see, I think someone asked Dana why about that quote. Um, Did they? I, I think so. I, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. someone had asked Dana White at the uh, press conference for UFC okay. 28 about that quote. Um, I think he just said, oh, because he was trying to like kind of, you know, 
understand what the question was. And the reporter kept repeating the quote. And then Dana just said, well, who said that? And then the reporter said, oh, D Daniel Cormier. And then he said, well, quote him on that, not me. <laughs> That's his opinion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, that quote is pretty, pretty disrespectful, right? Because the reason why I bring this up now and it's perfectly segued in is because when you were saying about the, you know, you have to earn your spot to be the main event of 300. But here's Daniel Carvier going, well, if you do 165, you better bring in Connor, not some normal fighter. Dude, like, you're a normal fighter, right? Like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, why would you disrespect all the fighters? I don't know. It's just crazy. No? Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it could be one of those things where in, you know, he... Do you agree? Do you agree with Daniel Cormier that it has to be Conor McGregor who is never going to fight again, mind you? No. Like, I mean... I, I don't agree with that comment. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, it's mostly one of those things where in, you know, like... Like what you said earlier, when you have, like, a hot mic, you know, whatever you say, I mean, you still have to be polite. And sometimes you want to, you know, you want to tell everyone your opinion and sometimes, you know, your opinion might be said in a light or in it kind of yeah, comes yeah. across offensive. Um, and I think that's what, what happened uh, with that quote right there. Yeah. And mind you, I didn't listen to where that was said. So who knows? Maybe the next sentence he says is not to disrespect yeah. any of the fighters. I just mean, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like who knows? Right. Yeah. But that yeah. quote, I just see it. And this is the problem in today's media, right? They, you just put one quote out there. Nobody knows the context under which you've said something, and there it is. But you still shouldn't say normal fighters because it's like. Yeah. yeah. But again, like I said, like like, like you mentioned, it, you, we don't know what he said after that or before yes, that. Yes. And yeah, if, yeah. Look, this is not just about the media. This is about people in general, even like couples, for example, when they fight, you know, like sometimes like, you know, one person would pick like whatever line that he or she can use to like spark more <laughs> argument. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, yeah, do this. I never do it to my dear, sweet wife, Rain. I always pick and choose my words very carefully because I don't need I don't need to be in the doghouse. <laughs> uh, Rain, last quick thing I'll show, just because this relates to UFC three, uh, the UFC 298 card, which was mm -hmm. just a couple days ago. I just want to play this quick thing. I don't know if you saw this. Here is Mark Zuckerberg uh, while he was in the corner of someone. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> so that, that video was going around because there he is. He's in the corner of... Uh, Volkanovsky. Yeah. And as they're like taking off the clothes and stuff, poor Zuckerberg is there, like, does anybody need any help? You know, and they're, they're just passing everything around him, but he's not really doing much. Rain, don't bring a famous person into your corner. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you do it. I know Wonder Boy Stephen Thompson, he recently brought uh, Jack Black with him oh. into the corner. I get that it's cool and I get that whatever, but I feel like you got to keep your focus, man. And, and by bringing him out, you're not bringing someone else. Out. So yeah. I don't know. I think I'm pretty sure that guy must take up a spot because you're only allowed X number of people. I mean, for me personally, I saw him. Um, one, I thought, I mean, Oh, that's Mark Zuckerberg. Great. But um I, I, I just kind of hope that he didn't take that much of a spotlight from um, Volk. I don't think he did. I think actually no. I thought it was kind of like very humble of him to kind of like look around and say, hey, what can I do? <laughs> you know? Um, yes. 
and I saw him. Um, I think they they showed uh, Mark to a few fights before that. Uh, I In forgot what it was. Yeah, he was yeah. really enjoying the fight, and so you can tell oh, yeah. he loves MMA. He loves uh, you know watching UFC. So for for him to be a part of you know that walkout with Volk he must be like really happy, you know, cause that's quite an experience. You know, not everyone would be able to experience that. I know, of course, but I'm just saying the last two famous people I know, both their fighters lost. So I'm just saying, <laughs> don't, don't be bringing people out when it's like very important fight and stuff like that. Like, you know, just stick to what you got to do now, mind you, we had a guest long, long ago, rain. I think you hooked, uh, linked up with him on, on LinkedIn or Instagram or something, but Mike beast boy Davis Mm. he sold his corner man spot. So for those that aren't longtime listeners of the podcast, when he fought a few fights ago at the apex, he put his corner man spot up for sale. Stop. Did he he sold, I think it was, I, I want to say 10 grand, but I, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but he did sell it. Nobody said nothing. He told the guy, hey, at any moment, I can boot you out if you're annoying me or whatever. But he sold it. And he told me he was going to keep selling his his spots, too, because he's like, hey, this was wicked extra cash. Yeah. Now, if you're a guy like that and you're doing it because you're getting cash on the deal and you're thinking, hey, I can still focus on this fight and make some extra bucks on the side, go for it. But I don't think I don't think Volkanovsky was charging Mark Zuckerberg to be in his current corner. No, um, um, I think he had asked uh, Mark Zuckerberg to be in his corner because uh, someone asked. Yeah, but then it's, <laughs> then it's stupid. Then to me, that's stupid because why? Why are you doing that, dude? Just freaking, yeah, dumb. Just don't do it. Yeah. That's well, funny. you know, um, when I saw Volk walking out, I mean, I saw I, so UFC two nine eight uh, was in Anaheim, which is you know close yeah. to where I live. So I saw a bunch of. Uh, People that I work with at Up Next Fighting, Mike Bell was there. Chris Levin, we have a bunch of friends of the podcast, by the way, at that event. Chris Levin, Mike Bell, Swayze to win her thing. Swayze kicking ass, yeah. Yep. And then I saw um, one of the refs, uh, John Romero, uh, one of the guys that I um, uh, work with at UNF too. Uh, he walked out with Volk, so I tried to take a picture of him as fast as I can. Uh, one of the judges, uh, Felicia O. It was so cool to see people that I work with at Up Next Fighting at UFC 298. Like, I was basically a fangirl. Like, I had my phone up trying to take a picture yeah. of the TV. I was so proud of them. That's what happens when you're famous, Rain. You start hobnobbing with other famous people. That's, there you go. Yeah. That's who you are now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not, I wasn't there. I was just. No, but you're famous, and so you know other famous people. This is what right. happens. This is the life of a celebrity, Rain. Just get used to it. All right. We are out of here because we are done on time, guys. I do want to say thank you so much. Again, next week is uh, Cody Brundage. Cody. So we got him coming up. Uh, where the hell is Chuck Buffalo? We don't know, but we'll figure it out. We've got a whole bunch of things lined up, all the fights that you can watch, blah, blah, blah. Just do all the good stuff. Follow us on socials, right? Follow us. We're running short on time, Rain. I don't know what you want. I know. I just started laughing when you said, where the hell's Chuck Buffalo? I was like, maybe we should create a hashtag. Where is Chuck Buffalo? Yeah, where is, yeah, hashtag where is Chuck Buffalo? Goddamn. I'm just giving him some time. I'm not, you know, I'm not forcing the the call yet. I'm going to, I'm going to give him some time. He's been polite. Uh, all right. Rain, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. If you're listening on audio, this is going to end it now. But if you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, or no, maybe just on YouTube. I'm going to start putting up some videos around now that will show you some other ones that you can click on. Our 300 predictions were all a bust. But 
I'm very happy to say they were all far better than what we got. No offense. See, that way, if someone quotes me, they have to do comma, no offense. And then, They're going to uh, cut it by, before you said no offense. No, 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 no. You have to <laughs> keep it, you bastards. Rain, uh, thank you so much. I've, it's been two weeks since I saw you. So thank you so much for coming back. And uh, I'm excited for the future. Yeah. UNF uh, 16 this Saturday. Go see Rain. Go give her some support. Give her some love. Rain, get a fist bump. Get a fist bump. Khalil Pearson, goddammit, you're watching this. Fist bump Rain. Nice. Good practicing. There we go. Nice. I like your, your face is doing something funny when you do it. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later, guys. Have a good one. Bye, Rain.